Gen Divide is the best podcast on the planet. Just sit back and relax. Enjoy it, dang it. Gen Divide, such a cool idea um, to have grandfather and granddaughter doing a podcast. I'll have to check it out. Like a moth to a flame burned by the fire. Can't you see my desire? That's the way love goes. Welcome to the Gender Vibe Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott. And I'm your other host, Grace. And we are joined in the Inkity Bing Studios once again, making his second visit, right? Yes. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Alan Green is, is here. Alan Green to talk about Janet. Yes. As well as, from my understanding, you have a lot of stuff to talk to us about that has nothing to do with the topic uh, we agree upon. No, yes. Maybe not necessarily... <laughs> Not the topic. It, it has to do with music from the time because, right. and we'll get into it. What the playing the Janet album and what it uh, <laughs> unlocked in my memory on different things. Yeah. Okay. So awesome. And I do want to be fair here in that this is uh, this wasn't really Alan's pick. This album, I picked it for what? Alan, oh, much gosh. like I pissed, picked "Do the Right Thing" for Derek yeah, last year in the movies. Uh, um, and I just want to make it clear, Alan wasn't the one that demanded we listen to the, uh, the, what is this? I, I was reading the, the, um, mo- it's the, it's the monumental feminine sexual empowerment album. Yes. And I just want to make sure you were cleared of, well, that you demanded we do this I one. I appreciate that, that. That I wasn't texting you saying, when are we doing Janet album? <laughs> when are we doing for the last <laughs> two years? <laughs> even yes. when Janet, even when Grace was gone for a little yeah. while. So, can we still do this? Uh, can we? But, <laughs> I, it's not just like it's out of the blue because I do feel like some times when we're telling stories, this album does come up. Oh, no doubt. Then lead to some laughter. Yes. Uh, So it it is not out of left field. It does have some past from me. And that was at the the root of my uh, selection here. Other than, too, when we were, you know, one, again... My lack of preparedness is in that whatever podcast we announced these on, Alan, I was we had said, hey, let's pick the albums on this one, right? And <laughs> yeah. then we're on it, and we're and I'm like, okay, Grace, you go, and I'm literally <laughs> just going. I'm on Spotify doing 19, what? or I, I was doing 90s hits or something, really? and then I want to say this one was near the top of that list or whatever, and then all I could think about was Alan's glorious story of the album, and I thought this is a no brainer. Because yep. this gives us okay. the guest That's and the fair. album. Well, I'm looking forward to this a lot. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I appreciate you guys mm-hmm. having me back. But before we get into the album, yeah. I did have something that I would like to... I brought a couple of things for Grace, if that's all right. Definitely. So the, the first thing I have here, Grace, is this running book oh, of The awesome. Born to Run. Yes. Is so, this the one you were talking about? Yeah, uh, we yes. talked a little bit about it before, but just from listening to y'all, get back going with the Gen Divide podcast and your uh, re- reconnection with running. Yes. That's something that I have found in the last six to eight months. And so the book is Born to Run by Christopher McDougall. And I think you'll really enjoy it. And I hope that it um, continues to motivate you to go run. 
um, as, as you're kind of starting this journey again. Awesome. So. Thank you. I'll, I'll probably need it. I, we should start a Gin Divide book club. Okay. Anyone who wants to read this with me, once again, it's Born to Run, Christopher McDougall. Will you read it out loud to me? <laughs> like an audio book? Since you don't like not, to read. Like Will you? <laughs> no, at work. She just can stand behind me. We'll just yell at your coworkers to do more because Grace is busy. Grace is busy. Hey. If one story from there, and this isn't giving too much away, but it just really talks about how we, the human race, for survival would run and yeah. run down mm-hmm. our food um, and... The Neanderthals were the cousins to the humans. Well, as the Ice Age ended, they still wanted to go hunt with their spears, and the human race wanted to um, hunt with their feet. Yeah. And so how genetically running is uh, in us, and it's something that we have done for for many, many, many years. And so I I really think you'll enjoy it. I I hope you enjoy it half as much as I did, and and you'll be out there... uh, Getting miles in pretty quick. Oh, I'm sure I will. I'm I'm ready to learn about how running really is the superior form of fitness. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. The um, I was thinking about this this book, and I didn't know it was this book, but I remembered you telling me some of the stories about how they would run after their food, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I so lately I've been doing a lot of weighted walks, okay. right, with just a wet vest, backpack, whatever. And I was sitting there thinking, at one point, I thought I saw you. I was coming down uh, whatever that road is that lead, leads down to Chrissy's grandma's house. But okay. anyways, and I, there was someone running. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. And I was sitting there thinking, <laughs> like, I should probably be running more. But then I thought, if we do go back to having to track down our food like this, Alan can track it, and then I can carry it. You know, <laughs> right. and that's what we'll do. <laughs> That'll be our game right there. Grace will push push (laughs) our food until we can just for twelve miles. (laughs) (laughs) Right. After you kill it, I'll show up like two hours later and carry it back. In this world, do we still have phones, (laughs) or are you just like walking? Just walking. Just walking. (laughs) Okay. I'm like, go straight, guys. Just go straight. I'll catch up. (laughs) It'll be great. And I guess my other things have to do with the the pod that we're talking Mm -hmm. about with the Janet album, and so. We'll just get into it if that's all right. Sure. Because one thing about this Janet album, and the album is just Janet. Period. Right? Janet. Period. And <laughs> there really is a period on yeah, it. Janet, yeah, Janet, period, at the <laughs> yeah. end. I bought this as a kid, and I had to go back and see exactly how old I was when this mm-hmm. purchase happened. And I think it's 1992? Three. 93. 93. Yeah. So I was 11. So think about 11 year old. Alan <laughs> going to the Walmart in Decatur, right? Yeah. And but the Walmart Decatur gave Walmart. so much happiness to the kids of Wise County. It's, okay. it's like the it's like the Six Flags of Wise County. If you're going to Walmart, <laughs> something good's about to happen. And there's two things that we always did. We always went to the cassette singles because mm-hmm. at that time, and I was thinking about this, Grace, for you. Do you remember life before the iPhone? Do you, do, can you um, remember being around and all of a sudden these started appearing? Um, a little bit, maybe, but probably not really. For sure not the iPod and the MP3 player. That's yeah. always mm-hmm. been a part of your life, right? Yes. And, and so, so for us, what was a part of our life was radio, right? Mm-hmm. And then going to Walmart... And buying cassette singles. So whatever the sing- the single was at the time that was popular, they would just sell that by itself. Two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what yeah, you paid? Yeah, two bucks is what I was going to say. Yeah, two ninety nine. 
And it always seemed like the posters were right near the cassette singles. Yeah. So we'd go check out the Kelly Kapowski poster from Saved by the Bell or whatever, <laughs> right? And then go and to our singles. <clears throat> so and what even brought this go on a little bit is I was at my parents and in my back closet one day, I, I was looking actually for some autographed baseballs or something that we had talked about. Sure. And this is what I found, Grace. Check this out. So I want you to explain this a little bit as I bring this up on the table of what okay. you're looking at here. What would you All say right. this looks like? Uh, we have a red bag of some sort. Mm-hmm. Oh, it almost looks like a book bag. Yeah, yeah. that you that carry you across your it? shoulder. Okay, yeah. or maybe but even like a tool bag or something like that. And this is—I don't know what happened here. Oh, there we go. There it is. So now, when I put the zipper okay. back, what oh, are we seeing wow. in here? Do you know what these are? Have you ever seen this? You're, you're staring into the 1986 right there. <laughs> yeah, that's I've never seen one of these in person, I don't think. Okay. S- Scott, what, 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 do you, what do you think about this? And, and It's actually my cassette collection yeah. from my childhood. So this is the, it's basically like three columns with the, the dividers in it, and he's got all of his cassettes in there. It just takes me back. I mean, that's all. I, I had something very similar to this. And uh, I remember, too, we had, like, hard one. You know, like, yours is, like, canvas or whatever, mm-hmm. and ours was more, like, hard cardboard almost, like, really hard, you know, plaster Shell. or something like Maybe that. I don't know. protect it a little bit more, because this mm-hmm. is just plastic. You yeah, know? and, even and I don't even know. We're just plastic in here. Yes. But I, I was hoping that uh, you could give me some feedback on what... This is, like, eight-year-old Alan. Yes, Six, I was going to say, everything album. I see there seems like it's before this album. It, the, any of this that I have here, so I'm actually holding the Bobby Brown Don't Be Cruel cassette. Oh, yes. <laughs> Did you have Look that? Look at him. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay. And then you can see some of my, as a young child. Is that just, the cocktail soundtrack? Oh, no. It's, well, what is I don't even have the cassette in it. But okay. It's the, just it's, the sleeve. It's just, just the, the sleeve. Yeah, for the you co- traded. That was a bad the, trade for you, Al. <laughs> for the cocktail. And you can see it here, then it had all the songs listed, Grace. Yeah. Uh, for the sleeve Perfect. and everything. And That's so, awesome. but these, I feel like these are my pride and joys. Let's see it. That <laughs> they, these are the cassette singles I was just saying. So one of my very first cassette singles that oh. I can remember is this. And so if you take it out, it's the Brooks and Dunn Boot Scootin' Boogie single. And so you'd put this in, and you would only listen to this one song. <laughs> yeah. And then you'd have to rewind it. In fact, great. So let me move this over here. Because when I was going through this, oh, my goodness. I've actually talked to Derek about this. <laughs> I just this? found the <laughs> Billy Joel cassette. Oh. Because one year at a about an eight-year-old birthday party that I had with Todd and Scott, those were my buddies, and we all had kind of the birthday at the same time. So as everybody in Wise County did, we went to the skating rink in Decatur. Mm-hmm. Had uh, uh, You've heard about this. Oh, yes? yeah. And the, the lady that would say, everybody skate. Everybody. <laughs> and then they would say, couples only, couples only. And then you'd skate with the girl. you do limbo. But Derek and Todd uh, got me a Bo Jackson Double Trouble poster Mm -hmm. of him playing football and baseball. And then the Billy Joel We Didn't Start the Fire um, cassette. Did you have that one, Scott? I don't know that I... No, I definitely did not. I was not a... I found Billy Joel a few years later, probably. Oh, gosh. Look what we have now. Oh, my gosh. Look at the cobwebs on this thing. Cobwebs. (laughs) And look at the the cavities in the back for the batteries, Grace. (laughs) 
It looks like it takes four car batteries in the back. (laughs) So probably six, seven years old, Santa's elves built this Mm -hmm. Sanyo CD remote player with the double, because I've still got cassettes in here. With the double cassette in the front. You know what the beauty of the double cassette was, Grace? What? Think about it. Any um, idea? Well, you have two in there. Yeah. You could play <laughs> from one and record on the other. So you could buy blank ones, and then Alan could copy his Brooks and Dunn Boot Scoot and Boogie single <laughs> so for Todd was, and all them. This one all was right. actually this in awesome. there. So if you look, this was just a Blake cassette. So exactly what... Uh, Scott was just saying, I might put my Billy Joel cassette into this hole, shut it, push play, and then put this one over here. And look, see, this one has record. So you push play and record at the same time on this side Mm -hmm. and push play on this side. (laughs) It was basically Napster before Napster. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was the way that we could. And it was better because before this, Grace, when you only had one, you basically, and Derek has talked about this before, you would sit there and listen to the radio until you heard the beginning of the song you wanted, and then you'd hit record real fast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you might have some DJ going, (laughs) Sunday, 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 at the end of it or Uh, something like that. Um. But so this was kind of okay. Obviously, the cassettes were going out, but they were still being sold with this. But the CD player here is how yes. it all works. And so, what we would do is gosh, what year do you think this was, Alan? This was, I was like 91? 90, 90, 90, 91. 91. So, I was okay. probably eight or nine. Yeah, I was eight or nine when all this came. <clears throat> it was a beautiful year. And these, I don't have you ever had. Uh, touch CDs or anything? Uh, no, well, I think so. Yes, I mean, definitely, right? No, maybe hold, not. Hold I don't know. We did that we like kept hats. in the car. Yeah. Um, but I never worked it. I yeah. never did anything with them. So, and one of my very first ever, let's see when this was. This is the Garth Brooks In mm, Pieces yeah. CD. Let's see what year this was. Did you have a brush popper that looked like this, Grace? Uh, Scott? I the, didn't, but it, there's been several moments in my life, including probably in the last six months, where I thought, I want to buy every outfit that Garth ever wore on the cover of an album, <laughs> and then <laughs> basically redo the shoots. You know what I mean? This, would be this is a good one right here. Could you imagine? Because you really, like for this one, you don't even need the jeans. Well, no. what's he doing on the well, back? Yeah, yeah. This is the shirt That's right the pose, too. You don't yeah. want the yeah. front pose. No. The Garth Brooks in pieces pose for <laughs> yeah. his CD. So I got this CD player and this CD all the same Christmas. I remember it very well. So what we would do is we'd put the CD. I didn't even think about trying to see if this would work. But we could put this down. And Scott, I talked to you about this a little bit. When I listened to the Janet album um, back again to kind of uh, jog my memory about the songs, when you would put this in, Grace, it would like start up a little bit. So you'd mm-hmm. hear like this yeah. hissing sound going on in here that is starting to CD up. And you knew then that it was about to be great. Because okay. before with the tapes, for an album, you, we've always had hits on albums. So tell me somebody like uh, Machine Gun Kelly, uh, sure. who else maybe? We'll, we'll say mm-hmm. even Taylor, whoever. Right. Some songs are more popular than others, would right? Yes. So on your iPhone, how do you go and find that song? How would you say that you went and found it? 
Um, I mean, the most popular one, I feel like usually that's the one that gets released as a single before the album comes out. Yes. So, but you would just push Spotify, Mm -hmm. song, and go, right? Yep. With these, we would have to put the the cassettes in and fast forward and rewind until we got close to the song. We'd push play. (laughs) Oh, that's the song before. Fast forward, push play. Oh, that's the song before. A little bit too far. And then we would play the song. Until we would started burning them, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, when when I first listened to the Janet um, album again, or some of it, I didn't even make it all the way through. Full disclosure, sure. <clears throat> but what this, what the CD player did is that you could go directly to what song you wanted to listen to on the album. Mm-hmm. And before that, that was almost foreign. That I could just push play. Okay, so like on this, uh, do you know of any good songs on the Garth Brooks? In, in pieces. Oh, I have to think which, they're all hits, right? Well, we shall one, be free we, on there, yeah. maybe a little uh, yeah. standing outside the fire. Is standing that on that one? Outside the fire. Uh, mine was calling Baton Rouge. Oh, I don't know if you remember that. Yes, one. operator. Yes. So that was actually song number eight. <laughs> yeah. So if it was cassette, we would have to fast forward if we wanted to listen to that song and push mm-hmm. play. Until that song came on, you'd have Sounds to time like it. It was pain, yeah, because <laughs> then you'd overshoot it, and then you're going back, and then it's uh, it's a mess. Yes, and so then with this play, and then I just go to track number eight, bam, it's there, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so to me, with this right here, it changed music mm-hmm. for for me. No doubt, it, it changed mm-hmm. it, and um, one of my first. The CDs that I bought after this was the Janet album. And so when we talked about this in the past with some different things, that Janet album was the very one of the first ones that I had bought. So we'd mm-hmm. take our CDs and we put in these flimsy things. Binders, kind of. Binders. It's like a binder, mm-hmm. right? And But we'd always take, what what would you call this, Scott? The insert, like the, the CD the insert. insert with leaflet, the insert with the lyrics. I always looked at the lyrics. Yes, yeah. You know, and the writers and everything. We'd always put the lyri- the inserts behind the CD, and then you have the CD here in front. So I don't know if you can... This is another Garth CD. This one's mm-hmm. black and white. This one is what? The Chase? Yeah. The Chase? Oh, yes. Much? I don't guess I remember this one as much. We Shall Be Free was on this okay. one. Somewhere that, other than that the That one, the cover was... He was wearing a black and white brush popper, I believe. Yes. So he went from black and white then to red and black yeah. with, with his... So, um, we would do this. Now, I don't know how you want to set this up, Scott, if we get back to the Janet album. But her cover was a part of the yes. allure, I guess. I don't know if that's the right No word. doubt. And really, so the cover, which, Grace, you've seen the cover. That's what shows up on Spotify, which yes. is really innocent. The cover is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it right there. Look, Alan's mm-hmm. got the actual CD. Look at it. So there is it the is. Cover. Right? And then... Mm-hmm. But it was taken from a full picture that was on the front of Rolling Stones magazine, which is, and you probably, I don't know if you looked into it much or not, but there it is down the yeah, bottom right hand corner. I'm looking at the same Wikipedia page. Oh, okay. Right now. Awesome. So you're, you're familiar with the Ooh, picture right, then. Yeah. Oh, my. And so the back of the CD <laughs> was the bottom, right? Wasn't it basically her it belly button to her zipper, the basically? Belly button to the zipper. Yeah. And so. Um, so if I look at this, it seems. Mm-hmm. 
harmless. Yeah. Right. Now you got to remember, I'm 11 at this time, Grace. <laughs> 11. And I turn it over. Oh, oh boy. my gosh. Oh while boy. We got going. Mm-hmm. And now you need it. What's that? Now you need this. Yeah, now he really <laughs> need needs buy. it. Yeah. <laughs> he needs, Mom, I need this. <laughs> yes, <said>. Exactly. <laughs> and when I was listening to it with Christy a little bit earlier, she said, who influenced you with this? And I, and I really don't remember because me growing up, my friends, uh, Todd, Scott Mann, Jason Makeham, they, their brothers were seniors when we were eighth graders. So they're at the right age of... Uh, I guess like Dylan and Anna. Dylan and Anna to you. Mm -hmm. And anything pop culture they did, their their buddies or their little brothers did, which then that's Mm -hmm. how I got my pop culture of the time. I don't remember if they influenced me. A lot of everything else and probably these cassettes, like I have a Rex and FX uh, rump shaker in there, Ace of Bass, all that she wants with my um, cassettes. But I'm not sure who really influenced me with the Janet album. So, yeah, that's, I mean, you don't think it was just the picture on the album? Mm, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. Still, though, I mean, she was, and that's kind of like leads into something here with it for me in that uh, as I went back and listened to this again, one, it just reeks of the 90s. Like, this is the 90s uh, in terms of R&B and, and kind of hip-hop. And while the lyrics, you know, we've talked about that a little bit in prep for this, too. There's some really over-the-top lyrics. But she was kind of at the ground floor on a lot of that stuff. Yes. That wasn't happening that much. And now we've got artists like Megan Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj that are carrying it 5,000 steps past that, you know, (laughs) but, and that's what you have to think about with some of these lyrics, and some of these lyrics are still really strong, you know, Uh, but at the same time, it's, it's some of it where it does seem a little corny, almost, it's just like she was edgy, though, at the time, it was was. very much Mm -hmm. edgy at the time. And I think back to me being 11, how how old are you in 91, Scott? I would have been 15, 15, 15. I obvi- I honest obviously well I hope so I had no idea what I was listening to with yeah. these lyrics yeah. because when we went uh, and ran and when I listened to it after we got done I said I was blushing <laughs> listening <laughs> to what Janet was saying just running on some of these things going I was listening to this at eleven and I yeah. had no idea what what they were saying yes. or what she was but it, it is d- definitely edgy pushing the envelope I feel like she no was doubt. pushing the envelope yeah. of the time with the sex symbol yeah um, and I remember to me I felt like she was the more hip hop Madonna is that wrong I think yeah more I know I think that's pretty fair. And yeah. and I think too, like the thing that blew me away was how big she was. Yeah. In turn, mm-hmm. like I think that's what I'd forgotten, and I think that's the unfortunate like history. Unless you were a big time Janet fan, mm-hmm. you probably immediately bucket her in as Michael Jackson's little sister. Right. That kind of rode the rode the coattails a little, but I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the case. No. I don't think that's the case at all, and I think they were very much individuals. Um, this one right here playing, uh, this This Time song. Okay. This one, in fact, as I went back and listened to this, and I was going through it the first time, all I could think on this song was I can hear Michael singing this same song. Like yeah. even the really cool, like gritty little hook, this time, dun, 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 yeah. dun, it just mm-hmm. sounds like kind of that same era of Michael. And so I immediately, again, much to 
the this is not the way to think about it, but I thought, oh, I guess Janet got influenced by Michael with this sound and feel, and he probably maybe even had a hand in the production here a little mm-hmm. bit or something. But I don't think that's it. I think they were both ha- they both had similar influences in styles and 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 everything. But mm-hmm. I think it's unfair, kind of in my mind at least, how I historically just put her there. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael's sister that kind of became. But she was huge. Yeah, she was. In yeah. fact, right on the going into this album, she became the highest paid musical act in the world oh, wow. when basically she was with I believe A&M Records was her production or whatever but our producers and uh, our recording company I mean but the mm-hmm. um and you probably just saw this on there too but basically <laughs> she was became kind of a free agent and everyone's mm-hmm. bidding after her, and Virgin Records gave her 40 million dollars oh, wow. uh to basically become an artist on their label and at that point, she became the highest paid musical act in the world. Who is that today? Who would you equivalent that to for today's generation? Oh, man. It's so is different. That Drake? I don't know it's different. Maybe Taylor. Taylor? Yeah. I think Taylor uh, would be a good maybe, comparison as far as that. Yeah. That part of it. But here, here's the interesting thing, just to finish that story. She did not hold that very long. So a mm-hmm. little trivia who, and this will be more years probably, okay. but you can think about this too. So we're in 1993 mm. or when this happens, maybe two, because it was a little before this album, I believe. And someone pretty quickly surpasses her by $20 million. They get a $60 million deal oh, from no. Sony. This Man. is female or male? First hint's male. There you okay. go. Mm-hmm. 1993. Mm-hmm. Solo artist? Two or three. Not solo yes, artist? solo artist. Oh. Don't overthink this. Don't overthink it. It's impossible for me to do. I have yeah. no guesses. You're gonna say it. I'm gonna. Is it? The, We've like, already mentioned his name. Along the same lines. Is it very Garth? much? No. Along. Uh, we've already mentioned his name. Yeah. Hmm. Michael. Brother Michael. Oh really? Okay. All right. <laughs> Brother Michael just flexes on his oh, sister. Basically, gosh. as soon as she gets her forty million, yeah. he goes to Sony and says, "This cannot happen. I have to be the most, the highest paid musical <laughs> talent in the world." And they said, "Okay, what deal." Are, what are those Thanksgivings like? Gosh, seriously. <laughs> what's like, what's Tito, and I mean, like, does Tito just get his turkey and eat by himself at yeah. that point when you got the sixty million dollar? And that's just like the contract to do the work. I mean, that doesn't yeah. count everything. They got the off tours, all the, all yeah, that. everything else. So, I mean, uh, who knows? But, I mean, yeah. it is interesting, like, that... Um, I guess I don't remember Brother this. Michael just immediately said, no, no. But it's kind of, I hate to use the word FOMO, but if everybody was talking about Janet at the time, mm-hmm. 11-year-old Alan then, who probably got 15 bucks for plowing a couple of fields yeah. at some point, said... Mommy, take me to Decatur, Walmart. Sure, I got to sure. go get the Janet. Well, and that's what I was going to say is that was probably the influence. If it wasn't a close friend or something, you're having a hard time remembering. I mean, she was immediately, as soon as this came out, she was like, you know, some of these songs were just immediately up at the top of the charts and getting tons of radio play, which was still a really big thing back then, mm-hmm. obviously, because there was no streaming mm-hmm. platforms. But um, I don't know. It's... it's uh, that was a fun little tidbit, and I don't know that necessarily Michael flexed. It may have just been the timing, and he was due to or whatever, yeah. and he probably, I mean, I mean, even if she was bigger in this moment, Michael was kind of bigger 
in the yeah, overarching general yes. his time. And it was kind of a little before I guess he really started to get yeah. in the news for bad things. So What do they call him? The King of Pop. King of Pop. The King of Pop. Yep. Have you seen the HBO documentary on Michael by chance? Either one of you. I have not. Know? I've I've chosen to avoid I, it. I, probably smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, And I'm not even like um you know, I'm not avoiding it because I don't believe it or I don't, you know, I'm defending anything mm-hmm. in that regard. And not even to keep him as a, you know, uh, I don't want, it's not like I don't want to know. I know it happened. I believe it happened, I'm sure. But it's almost mm-hmm. like one of those where it's just like, I don't know that I need to watch a documentary. About it, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was, one thing with the, this Janet album, if, if we get any songs or anything, mm-hmm. I was trying to think, from my past, when is the next time I remember her? Because her with this Rolling Stone album co- cover is what I remember the most, oh, yeah. obviously, with a couple of these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, do you remember the song "Scream" with her and yes. Michael? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they um, did a duo. Yeah. On, Where they're like in outer space, kind of yeah, in the like video. A future mm-hmm. yes. thing. Yeah. I think that's the and she was way different here. Her hair was different. Yeah. Makeup, everything was different. Like she had already kind of moved past whatever this is. The yeah, uh, almost from a look standpoint, got even edgier. Yes. Like in in that video specifically, she's wearing like a lot of really dark eye makeup and very sharp features in it, and mm-hmm. kind of so kind of what you're telling me from her signing forty million dollars, Michael gets sixty. Yes. They had this great <laughs> idea. Let's put them together in this song. Because mm-hmm. I remember going home after school, watching MTV, and they do the video car, uh, countdown. This was before, oh, who did it? Carson Daly. This was before yeah. Carson Daly. But you would still get the MTV video countdown. And I felt like this was on there forever. Yeah. That the screen video between with her and Michael was was there forever. Yeah, no uh, doubt. Lots of, lots so of weeks. That was only two years after this album, 1995. Right? Oh okay. And, yeah. and and again, not being a giant Janet fan, but that's definitely in my memory. And then it would be a pretty large gap. Mm-hmm. I don't know between '95 and '04 what I would remember of Janet, but '04 is the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, the Super Bowl with the malfunction of her wardrobe. They say, which yes. we went back and watched that <laughs> not long ago as we were kind of preparing for this, because in my memory, it was like so fast, blurry, and gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, but watching it back, I don't know if it's just because now we all have big HD TVs, <laughs> you know, that are like crystal clear, but yes. it was like not only super clear, but it was just like it kind of hovers there for yeah. a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, uh, which again, though, it's not like, again, she's wearing something over the... This song. Mm-hmm. This song reminds me of a little bit of Madonna. Yes, it has no a little doubt. bit of the Vogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Madonna feel. Yeah, this one is Throb, which is towards the middle of the album. You uh, know, maybe not the moaning of Janet in the background, <laughs> no, but, but just the sound. Right? But very Madonna still, mm-hmm. and that voice, that Throb. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No doubt. Yes. The. Um, and, and again, I can I don't want to under overstate this, and I'm not trying to. Uh, defend myself in any way, but I could not believe <laughs> the lyrics that I was hearing yeah. when I went back and listened to it. Of how was I listening to this yes. so young? Yeah, you know this stuff. 
Um, and, and that's what I told my dad. I went back to my childhood bedroom before we came, got all this stuff. I knew it was back there, and I talked to him a little bit about it. And I said, this is, during this time, I knew, I listened to songs for the beat. And we can get to the hits in a minute, but really the two hits, and I think they both went number one mm-hmm. on the chart, uh, the two from this album, um, I listened to the for the beat because yeah. I had no idea what she was saying to the people within the lyrics. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't go say, "Mommy, what's uh, Janet saying here with uh, with these lyrics?" Yeah. Because uh, again, it made me go, "Oh my!" As yes. I was running the other day <laughs> listening to them. <laughs> oh, Grace, what do you think of this? Like, what was your initial thought? As, you know, and I. Um, I'll preface that saying we've had this for a month, I guess, where we've oh, known yeah. it. It's, it's it was a little a bit of a struggle mm-hmm. at first to like focus on this 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 yeah. album. Well, for me, there was like multiple times during that like first week after we decided on it, where I tried to listen to it um, at work or whatever. I was like folding shirts, like organizing the store, or whatever, and I would be listening to whatever. And I was like, oh, I should listen to Janet. I would put it on, and the first track was just like so <laughs> yeah. off-putting to me that I immediately was just like, eh, later, and I changed yeah. it to whatever, yeah. whatever else it was. I was I listening think to. Off-putting is a good well adjective. Honestly, and that, that's <laughs> the to me, it's like the thing that I dislike the most by a mile about this album is the way, like the the little anywhere from ten to. 60 second mm. interludes in between every song and I just don't get it. I don't know what the theory and guidance there was. Yeah. Some of them are all right. Some of them mm-hmm. are just silly and then some of them are just like what what was that? What are we doing right now? <laughs> um, I, mean, I kind of like it. I like the idea. Yeah, I guess. The um I thought too like it's to me, and this kind of signifies what Alan was talking about with the CDs and jumping just to the hits, right? And how easy that was to do with a CD. This feels like that kind of album. To me, this feels like a disjointed album, kind of like I don't think it, like I don't feel like it's telling a story. There's obviously mm-hmm. the sexual empowerment part of it is, is throughout, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like, and it changes like this one right here. This war- yeah, no, yeah. that was one of my notes. The song "What'll I Do?" Yeah, the first few times I listened to that, I thought that Spotify had accidentally went to a different album. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and this is a cover. This is the only cover on okay. the album, and maybe one of the only covers that she ever put on an album. Mm-hmm. And it's like from the '60s, I yeah. think. It, it has it's a, a guy. It has a little bit of '60s feel. To yeah, it, it does, you know, and it is. Or- if you can find, I can't remember the name of the artist, but if you find that that. Uh, that song, What Do I Do? It is a dead cover. I mean, she doesn't change much at all. There might just be a little bit of more, a little bit more oomph in her version, which is probably mm-hmm. just 30 years of production technology improvements or whatever, <laughs> but right. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is just a dead on cover. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't like a lot of them. Some, I mean, I didn't like a lot of those little interludes. Um, the uh, some of them were kind of fun, just because I thought I was kind of thinking like this could be a fun little like. Uh, there's a lot of moments in this where Janet says something, so it's like if I was like, "Hey, Alan," then Alan would say, "Yes, Scott. yes, yes, Scott, yes, Scott." Be a good boy and put this on. 
<laughs> what is that? What she mean? Okay. No, she said, be a good boy and put this on. I should add the volume up a little yeah. bit. This is okay, poor wait. production. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay, here go we ahead. go. Let's yeah, I'm gonna, do it again. I, the other thing, too, is even though this whole track's only eight seconds, I feel like there's a weird four seconds of nothing at the beginning. <laughs> so I'm going to really, let's let's really get this turned up a little okay. so we can hear Janet. Be a good boy and put this on. I don't know if it's a wig or what she wants you to wear. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> It's a um, song. Yeah, probably. um, Okay, something big I noticed with this track. Okay. So this is on Spotify, not on Genius or anything else that I can find. But the lyrics written under Janet's Be a Good Boy, you know, Spotify has that, aren't what she's saying. I noticed that too. Yes. Okay, so I was wondering if it was just my phone. No. Let's check the original CD. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Who needs Uh, Spotify? So here's what it says when you do that it says, put your hands in the air. How y'all feeling (laughs) out there? We're going to party over here. And then then Modu got you. (laughs) I know you don't see fails on Spotify that often, but there's one. No, I see. I feel like half the time I look at the lyrics, I find something where I was like, I don't think that's right. Well, and I look it up on Google. And, and I'm it, not a long time user of that, only because no. you and your sisters recently pointed yeah, it out to me because I messed there. the lyrics up so much. <laughs> so, anyway, I looked up some of those lyrics that yeah. uh, Spotify has on there. Uh-huh. And they're from a song released in 2014 um, called Good Boy by GDX Ying. Uh-huh who seem to be a not super popular K-pop duo. This is actually like their only song, so I wonder if they're solo artists who came together for some reason and then... Yeah, Why is it showing up. up here? I don't know. Just And it was called Be a Good Boy too. No, it's just called Good Boy. So they we've just yeah. reached a glitch in the Spotify system? <laughs> I know. I so. Like, how hard could it be, Spotify? Just get this stuff I mean, right. Seriously, <laughs> it's Janet freaking Jackson, Spotify. Gosh. I'm surprised she hasn't... Uh... Sent a sternly she, written letter. She probably has. <laughs> she probably has about it. Oh man. Um, so, how did you? When you would say "ah" later, did you just fight through? Just go to the next song, or or with um, it? No, I I eventually like after a week of trying that or like the first time that we thought okay we might be doing it this weekend and mm-hmm. so we need to be ready. Mm-hmm. I finally finally I just like pushed through it and listened to it the whole way through for the first time. And um, not all of it was as off-putting as that first track is, but yes. that definitely like sets the tone it for does. what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, you know whoever at, I guess, Virgin at this point yep. is going, this is what we're going to do, Janet. We're going to put this out there. <laughs> You're going to be the sex symbol of the early 90s, you know, uh, right. whatever. So when, when I was going back and listening and it, and if I can keep going back to the importance of only playing the hits, and you can program this. Like if you just like tracks mm-hmm. one, four, seven, eight, nine, I could program my CD player to only play those oh. numbers. So as I'm going to sleep at night, it's playing the songs I want to hear. Mm-hmm. So as, as I'm as Not running, be a good boy and put this on. You probably <laughs> no. skipped that one. Or yeah. I don't know. Maybe you listen. Maybe you Lin- just had that one just on imagine, a loop. Uh, <laughs> Linda Green walking by with towels, yes. you know, doing late night laundry and hearing this from the room going. Alan, everything okay in there? Yeah, mom. Anyway, let me get back to this. When I was when I was uh, running, 
listening to it. I was going to listen to it on the run. I was thinking, okay, if I run for an hour, that's 60 minutes, I could get the mm-hmm. whole album in. Well, 45 minutes in, it just keeps going and going. <laughs> Do you know how many tracks is on this album? Is it 26? Close to 30. Yeah, 26. 20, 26 to 28. <laughs> yeah. Which but, is unbel- which is a lot which even for that time. And it's basically almost half. And half of them are the interludes. And ha- I mean, it's yeah. almost every song yeah. has its own, I like believe. its own little 60-second yeah. interlude. If not, it's really it. close. Yeah. Uh, I had it pulled up a second ago. I mean, the number of them that have almost, you know, less than 20 seconds. Well, and it was, uh, from a time standpoint, an hour and 15 minutes. To me, usually 45 minutes to 50 minutes was the normal CD. 10 to to 11 tracks, get it all out, two or three hits, and then it's gone. But I just kept going, man, these songs just keep coming. Yes. (laughs) They just keep coming. And that was something that kind of stood out to me with this going back to it. Yeah. I don't remember all my CDs being this long. No. And I assume the CDs separated the track the same way. There's 27 tracks on that. Um, It didn't didn't couple the interlude with the song or something, did it? I don't think so. No, I wouldn't think so either. Because that would have just been weird to the song, right. probably a disservice. But. No, because here, uh, the second song is That's the Way That Love Goes. Yeah. And that's kind of the first real song on the, on yeah. the album. There's that uh, opening, which is called Morning, I believe. And it is, again, just her kind of whispering, you know, mm-hmm. sweet nothings. So uh, the hits, mm-hmm. the two number one hits from it. Yeah. And these are the ones that. I had on repeat on my CD player was That's the Way Love Goes. Yeah. And that hit number one, right? Yes, uh, definitely. Hot 100. Yes. And then If. Yes. If was the song to me that I listened to the most. Yeah. And um, again. Also, probably the edgiest. And the edgiest. Of all yes. of them. You know, yes. which I kind of, you know, you wonder, I, I don't remember the radio situation back then. I guess it wasn't too edgy for that. But I, you know, and again, listening to it today, as the speaker gives up on us, listening to it today, it's kind of like, even even that one kind of, um, I mean, I think for 1993, that was beyond edgy, yes. kind of, you know what I mean? Basically, mm-hmm. just the entire song is kind of, like she's being very, like she's basically saying, if... I was your girl, but you're with someone else. This yeah. is what I would do. So it's kind of like she's being very but nice very and vague, saying, though. I wouldn't make very you vague. cheat, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if yeah, you wanted was, to. Yeah. And my very long history with Grace being a family friend, yes, golfer mm-hmm. on the golf team, mm-hmm, student right. in AP government, when I was listening mm-hmm. to some of this, I thought about just writing some lyrics and just going, hey, Grace. Say, just oh say these. Right? Yeah. I would have declined. <laughs> yes. But, you know, in there, she's saying stuff like, I'd make you call out my name and ask who it belongs to. Like, yeah. that's the edginess. Of, and I thought, okay, those lyrics, if I could put this whole thing in a nutshell, yeah, yeah. It, is what it is. Yes. It's just um, the sexual revolution kind of that she was pushing. And I guess that virgin was trying to push for her. Yeah. Yeah. And here I am, pre. Uh, teen <laughs> blaring it from my house on Newbie Street. I want to say there were eight singles off of this album, though. So eight that were actually released as singles, okay. which is crazy, yeah. I think. Just yeah, unbelievable. I think I read that, too. And, and listening to it, I'm like, I don't even... I, I would have to go look, because I'm kind of like, I don't know which ones it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely some of the others that I like, but I definitely... Mm-hmm. It's almost like... 
going back to it now, it's like I might have a faint memory, but I definitely don't think it was big enough to go radio at the time, you know, yeah. but maybe. I don't know. So I was thinking about this, Grace, when listening and, and kind of the Gen Divide side of it, because you are in the... You, you, I was going to say Nicki Minaj mm-hmm. and um, Doja Cat and some of their mm-hmm. lyrics that they put out there. Do Did you listen to this and was kind of made you blush or be ashamed? Or, or are you so... I don't know if ashamed is the right desensitized, word. Desensitized. Desensitized. Yeah. Are you so desensitized to what <laughs> lyrics came after this? Because I do feel like this was maybe the breakthrough album for... Right. For Lyrics. females, nice for sure. Lesson. Yeah. yeah. We should have had a Doja Cat album as the current one for this. We should have Don't planned that. this. But um, w- Were you desensitized or, or no? Not necessarily. Not in this way. Because these are so different than mm-hmm. Megan Thee Stallion and what Doja Cat are doing right now. So, like, I'd say it, it still was, like, a blush effect, kind of. Possibly more so. I think it's more... I don't know. It's more sensual than yeah. Doja Cat and Megan Thee Stallion. Maybe I'd say. more so, intimate, you right? Know? Oh, definitely. And, and, and she's yeah. I still don't know that she's. It's like she does. You know, Megan's impossible to compare to because May mm-hmm. none of Megan's stuff that's really over the top is getting. I don't know. I guess some of it's on the radio, but it's also mm-hmm. all radio edited, which is kind of cleaning up probably a third of the song. You know, <laughs> to some degree, but. Um, I don't know. I, to me, it's like you like putting it in 1993. It's still like it was beyond it now, and I don't mm-hmm. think I even realized that. I think I was like you. I think I probably wasn't listening to the lyrics that hard. I still don't listen to lyrics that hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but now, like actually going back after you pointed it out, I think that day I went back and really like was reading them on Spotify, and that's when I noticed the same thing you did, and I was kind of like, wow, yeah, Janet, yeah, just put- doing it. And, and that mm-hmm. also was kind of the transition. I was thinking about this because MTV went through a transition. So MTV, early 90s, late 80s, uh, give me some rock bands during that time. Who who did the uh, Every Rose? Has this poison. Po- that was like uh, late poison, 80s. Yeah, yeah Poison, um, November Rain. Yeah, that Guns video, and Roses. Guns and Roses, yep. um, White Snake. That's kind of what MTV, the early MTV I remember. Yeah. But then it started... Uh, going towards more of this Michael pop, mm-hmm. you know, to the point in the late nineties where we had the boy bands and, and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I was thinking about how she helped maybe change what was popular on MTV and the pop culture during that time. Yeah. Yes. That it moved from rock to more of this hip hop, you know, mm-hmm. rap. So, yeah. See, yeah, this really is like a better pick than we give it credit for. I mean, I we kind of were saying how this wasn't a great one just because of how hard it was to listen to, kind of. And mm-hmm. like, I don't really know what we're going to say about this. Yeah. But there is such an obvious impact in what this album was and how it's affected what is here now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the 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 power that this album has is huge, and I think going to like where you know what you were saying, where it's hard to listen to, and and listening to this again after I don't know whatever thirty years, um, going back to this and trying to uh, figure like just listen mm-hmm. to it, it's like that's where I go with the disjointed. Like I don't feel like any of it flows and goes together, right. and so it's easy just to tune out, or it's easy to whatever like. Not a great example 
of, you know, well, I guess it is a great example, but like, you know, I think about some of the albums we've done on the podcast and like Folklore jumps out and the Olivia Rodrigo album jump out, both new Mm -hmm. albums, newer albums, Mm -hmm. but they were done in the way albums used to be done. They weren't done as hits, you know, just kind of pump the hits and fill the fill the gaps or whatever i don't think mm-hmm. they were done as a story they were done as you know a bigger broader uh stroke or whatever and th- that's what's weird is i think this is the beginning of the death of albums mm. you know like in that because singles was what probably in the mid 80s late 80s mm-hmm. something like that where, where that got really big and i think at that point it just became more and more about that's where the money is you mm-hmm. pump out one big one and you know, fill in the gaps with whatever from there. But I don't know. It was it was good. You know, the 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 other part of this too to think about with Janet was she was very much a double edged sword, super talented. Mm-hmm. In that this is also just right before Poetic Justice, mm-hmm. so she becomes mm-hmm. a movie star kind of at this same time. Uh, I mean, she was I mean absolutely on fire in the in this ninety three to ninety seven range. I mean, she couldn't really mess up at all and i kind of wonder too with the edgy stuff on here i mean is there a chance any of that i mean i don't know some of that could be influenced by the the record companies producers and 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 so on but a little bit of that kind of shed the line shed the the overcast that was michael yeah you know what i mean i've got to do something to kind of stand out mm-hmm. and kind of mark my own path and stuff like that because mm-hmm. uh, again why it does sound like i don't know that Michael had, I mean, he definitely had some edgy stuff too, but yeah, not like this. No. And and even though it's not fair, he was a dude, and that had started down that path well before. You mm-hmm. know, guys mm-hmm. could touch certain subjects that female artists didn't right. very often. Mm-hmm. So, which then led us to scream. Did you see the scream uh, uh, video with Michael and Janet? That's something yes. that you have to go watch. At, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. And and he was kind of. Had a edgy. They tried to make him be edgy. In that. Yes, you yeah. Know, they kind of brought him to that side in that in that music video. Yeah, which he needed it too at that point yes, he because did. his uh, his uh, persona was kind of mm-hmm. taking this weird hit too because that was very much towards the you know the skin pigmentation or whatever was going on there or whatever and the nose jobs were mm-hmm. kind of reaching an extreme and yeah. you see it in that scream video yeah. but. They kind of bring a little anger out in him. Uh, what was the other one where he's kind of? Uh, what is the other one where he's like, dan- you know, he's on top of a car and it's like a little kid in his bedroom is a lot of the album oh. and it, or the video and it's also from that same time where they kind of made him. It was the. It was kind of the. It was black or white. Yeah, black or white. Yeah, yeah. and it was also kind of I thought Michael kind of stepping out of Trying this, to- you know, soft and easy and. Trying to kind of make a statement with a song too. So seeing this, Scott, the CD player here mm-hmm. in front of us, is there is there a CD that you remember that you just wore out? Oh man, the, I think the first CD I really remember. So I can remember my and and like my CD player that I got was this big thing. 
Like it was, it, yours has a handle on it and you could take it over to your buddy's house. Yes. Mine was like awkward and big. So, and it had a record player on top. So it was a record player on top and then dual cassettes and then the CD player oh, on the wow. bottom, which was kind of cool. Yeah. But at the same time, it was kind of like I couldn't take it down and play stuff while mm-hmm. I was shooting baskets or something like that, right. you know? Oh. So I, I can't tell you how many times this thing went out with us to yes. the uh, driveway, yeah. plug it in, play some CDs. Yeah. Play some hoops. Making your own mixtape, basically, <laughs> yes, right? No doubt, right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I can really remember uh, the No Fences, yeah. which it had been out for a few years probably by that point, but my brother had the CD, and I would go over and get it out of his room and just play it over and Is that over. The first? No? That's the first. That's the so that's first. with the dance. Yeah. Uh, and Wild I horses. just wore that one out. Wild Horses was definitely on it. But... Um, Outside of that, also just really like going into a rap phase in that time with the CDs. So Uh, along those same lines, I was thinking for Scott, that question. mm -hmm. For you, Grace, do you remember Mm -hmm. an album or that you would wear out with your MP3 player? Or what was your first... Because to me, this was my Mm -hmm. first way to broadcast music that I would listen to audio... uh, um, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Help me out. That I could just listen to. Do do. What was your first? Do you did you ever get a Walkman? No, obviously not. No. MP3 I, in some way. I'm thinking about it a little bit, and I feel like I remember having some sort of CD player or something similar. I don't really remember ever putting a CD in it, mm-hmm. but I would listen to the Camp Rock soundtrack on it. That's what I'm remembering okay. right now. And I feel like it was red and yellow, and maybe it had Dora on it. Yeah, the, the CD, CD player. player. Okay, <laughs> okay. So like that, and this is like a memory that is unlocking as we've kind of been talking <laughs> yeah. about this. So yes. that's probably about how long ago it was. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, that's why I told Scott after we talked about doing this and me listening to it. It wasn't necessarily the Janet album. It was just all this other stuff of my childhood of listening to music that came mm-hmm. back yes. to me so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But anyway, it, it, it's been a lot of fun to. Kind of go back down that. What's your favorite song on the album? Uh, I think if if yeah, that's the one I remember playing the most. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And that it was a little bit you know get you going. Yes. Um, and I remember that's the way love goes. Yeah. But those were the two, and this uh, reminded me because uh, like I have a Clint Black uh, cassette here, um, the Bon Jovi MC Hammer. I would fast forward to the hits. It made me think of as a kid. I was not interested at all of, well, let's see what, uh, what who else do I got is? over there? Yeah. Let's see what Wilson Phillips has. What was Wilson Phillips' song? Do you remember? Oh, gosh. Let's I had that. I Hold on. Uh, my mind is going to Sinead O'Connor, oh. but hold on. Just <laughs> I got it right here. Oh. Hold on for one more day. Yes, hold on. Got to <laughs> yeah. break free from the change. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of those type things. Like Wilson Phillips is a great example of that, where mm-hmm. it's like, man, why do I know Wilson Phillips so well? <laughs> you know, like, but yeah. it was just that time in my life mm-hmm. where it was just like, you know, that was definitely a CD I had. Yeah. Um, well, that's and funny. That, that took me back to. I would fast forward and rewind to the hits on whatever I was listening to. And so when with this Janet album, I would listen mostly to If and That's the Way Love Goes. And yeah. those were the two big <clears throat> billboard hits that came from it. Um, 
I would say that's the same kind of for me. I think it was like, so going back and I know you said you didn't make it through everything, but did you, um, was there anything this time that going back and listening to it that, that stuck out to you as like, you know, liked it, didn't like it, whatever. Um, I really found myself not enjoying it. Even the hits. Really? You know, like, yeah. and I could sit there and sing every word, and I had no idea what I was saying, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But a while ago, when I was listening to it with Christy, I was spitting it out to her as we were listening. Uh, but even, it's not something I'm going to add to one of my running playlists. It's not something that I want to uh, continue on uh, listening to, like some old mm-hmm. songs that I might that I might have. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. I think Grace. What about you? Did you have a favorite or or, or and or least favorite? Mm, I don't think I could pick a least favorite, but um, I also really liked If, and then Whoops Now was another <sighs> one of my favorites. That one I would. That one I think I repeated a few times. Really, like the album would end and go back to the beginning, and I just go back to that one and listen to it. Let at me. Work, I but. need a taste of that because I have that down as my least favorite song on the album oh. in terms of all the deals. Okay, well, it so starts, it starts with, with their style. vacation <laughs> talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I had this as my least favorite, though. And again, didn't spend nearly like Alan. I feel like I got through the album several times. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like Sesame Street. There's something about this. It's, Oh, hey, big bird. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Hey, snuffy. There's an appeal to that, though. <laughs> there it is. That's why kids love those songs. Yes. Um, but that, that one isn't even really like my favorite favorite. Another one that stood out to me was Again. Ooh, That okay. one is very, like, for me and my understanding of it, reminiscent of, like, that time and um, yeah. probably the years before it as well. Yes. I love this song. This is mm-hmm. definitely I, I have this as third on on my list. And so I felt like as I was going back through it this time, I did not have the hits at the top of my list. Mm-hmm. I love but man, you're right. This is like the closest Janet will get to Whitney Houston, you know, in terms of like style and like this kind of like mm-hmm. yeah. it's the most beautiful voice she's got on the album, I think. She doesn't have a overpowering, amazing She's not Adele. No. Yeah. Or Whitney or anyone mm-hmm. like that. Or, or Mariah Carey. Any of those huge voices from that time. Mm-hmm. But she knew it. I mean, this one was just great. But I think this was from Poetic Justice. This song was, yes. It was on yep. it, yeah. And I want to say that they already were down the road with Poetic Justice, I believe. Okay. And, and that I read that somewhere and that this was written for a specific part. Because I guess it ties in very much directly to the uh, deal. And in the music video to this song, she's watching Poetic Justice. Yes. Yeah, I remember that now. (laughs) She's on the floor in like a really amazing looking, I don't know, whatever, hotel room or something. And she's Mm -hmm. watching Poetic Justice. It's great. With the great Tupac Shakur. This hit number one or was top ten at some point? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, This this was the other hit for sure. Yeah, peaked at number one on the Hot 100 in December of that year. Top the charts for two years. Yep. Oh wow. Yeah. How about that? So my uh, second favorite song, real quick, and this one, like the first time I heard it, I was just like, 
the number of times I, or, and I shouldn't say the first time I heard it, because I'm sure I heard it back in, you know, 1993 or whatever. But uh, this time in going back through it, the number of times I uttered to myself, what the hell? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but it was this time. Yeah. With the, with the wild opera singer. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, and just, I don't know, I really kind of like the way it just kind of has this real controlled start or whatever, you know, but then it gets really, gets going. Oh, and the opera singer, I just love it. How long is this? This is seven minutes. And it, the did, opera is? No, yeah, no, the, the, the entire track is over seven minutes. Yes. And I want to say it like, let me look. No, actually, it's right at seven minutes. Okay. But, and it's got this weird, like, uh, 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 bon Jovi. Uh, what was the uh, blazing? What? What was it? Going down a blazing glory. What was? You know what I mean? Yeah. That sound right here, kind of like just like a western. Yes, way. exactly. Yeah, I remember this being long. Yes, and but, it dies completely somewhere at like the five minute mark, I think. Yeah, right here, which is like four and a half. It kind of just goes away. And you think the track's over, and then here we come again. Yeah. And now it's almost only this lady. Yeah. I do love it. That's a good pick. It, it, yeah. Th- this would go good for a scene in a movie. Yeah. Somewhere. No it doubt. Really would. And I kind of feel with its quirkiness, it ages really well. Yeah. Because of that, it's almost mm-hmm. like something more. I feel like it's the most. Um, like exploratory track for sure. Like I have to, I don't know if it's her idea or the producers or who, but I have to think there was half the people in the room going, are we sure this is a good idea? You know, <laughs> are we sure this is a good idea? But I want to say I read too, Janet specifically found this lady. Uh, oh, wow. And she was truly like an opera singer. Yeah. Uh, but my number one song, and uh, it was just so refreshing to hear the voice in this but it was New Agenda, okay, mm-hmm. which is going to feature the great Chuck D from Public Enemy. Yeah, and it's just—I hate to do that. And he's not featured that much in it. It's kind of, you know, he kind of just keeps yelling in the background every once in a while or whatever. But mm-hmm. it just really took me back, and like not only with him. But there's several albums, there's several several songs on this album that have that new Jack sound, kind of. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And this is definitely one of those, and he contributes to that, but so does the beat and everything. But this was the one I kind of, this those two are the two I repeated a few times. Like, mm-hmm. like soon as they were over, I hit the button again, especially mm-hmm. this yeah. time, because I was just like, again, first few times, I was like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. You know, what is she doing with this? See, but th- then it just grew on me. This time to me took me back to middle school dances. Oh wow! For us, you yeah, know, like yes. Just, that was a middle school dance song, yes. like the Lions Hall or yeah, something yeah. that we would that we would dance. You to. don't think uh, who was spinning the records at those middle school dances? Oh, I remember Paul Duncan. Paul Duncan uh, yeah, uh, was that not who's the uh, who's the guy that I know? Oh, was it not? Did shoot not do it? Not that time. Not, uh, at that, not times. yet. Yeah, maybe a little, a little too uh, too young Juarez. still. Okay. Remember, so the hot spot yeah. downtown. Have we talked about the hot spot? At yes. All? The, yeah. The teen club. Yeah. Gosh, downtown. can you imagine that, Grace? A teen club in downtown Bridgeport. <laughs> yeah, we just go down to the hot spot <laughs> and dance to. That's the way love goes, or something. By by okay. by uh, 
by like half smoked cigarettes off some guy in the back alley, probably <laughs> or something like that. Yes. <laughs> oh, I uh, yeah, I don't know. The the um, the DJ. All right. So is this not the album then that I'm thinking of that has the really great Linda story? And are you good to share yes. that? Okay. Yeah. So that was kind of the. What even probably brought that's this the up only to reason us. we're listening right. to this right and if now. You go back to the so that's what I, I talked to my dad about this while I go and I talked to my mom about it. But if you look at this, Grace, so this right. would go into the CB, CD, CD case, mm-hmm. excuse me, CD case, and you would see this out front, Janet, you know, kind of provocative right there. Mm-hmm. But then this was what you would open up and see on the back cover, which was the bottom part of the Rolling Stone picture. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like at some point I came and looked at my CD case, and this was folded like this <laughs> yeah. in the back. So I, ha- I found it like this. Oh, no. So I always kind of A crease like right in her navel. There's a crease just <laughs> yeah. right here. This is what it yeah. looked like now. So if you're not, not familiar this. with the picture, it's basically her belly button is dead center, and it's going from basically like right below her breast down to basically her pants are unzipped, but yes. you don't really see anything. No, so no. I mean, Mm-mm. But it's her midsection, right? Yes. And so... I found it like this one day, and this is how it stayed for years and years. And for some, we've talked about this a couple of times, just you know, laughing about childhood, and mm-hmm. I never had a conversation with about this with my parents. Yeah, until a while ago, before I came home, I was like, hey, "Oh Dad. wow!" I asked my dad. I thought I said, there was some point where this became a topic so, no. in the household. Okay, no, no, because I asked Dad. I said, "Hey, Dad, did you?" Fold this, and he was like, "It wasn't me, you know." So, <laughs> did did he know I, about it? Did no, like no, no, no. no he, Again, we're talking about thirty years. Yes, yeah. This is when I was ten years. or eleven. So, yeah, he anyway, was probably somebody still... was trying to protect eleven-year-old Alan's eyes. <laughs> yes, uh, from what's going on with this, mm-hmm. and this should let you know, you know, of what's then is on the album listening to. Yeah, uh, but again, it goes back to. This definitely pushed the envelope for the time. Oh yeah, like we no couldn't doubt. Get on the internet was wasn't even here. No, it was magazines. It was this, and so this definitely. Um, she was edgy. Yes, I think the word edgy. Yeah. the music and everything mm-hmm. was very much there. So speaking of magazines, I almost paid for a subscription to Rolling Stone just so I could <laughs> read their original. Review of this album, oh, wow. so the you know that it's out, but you have to be a subscriber. I was like, who does oh. this anymore? Especially to your thirty-year-old content. <laughs> right. But uh, nonetheless, I couldn't get to it. But that, yeah, you're right. I mean, a lot of it would have come from things like Rolling Stone magazine yeah. and everything. And from that, though, I remember uh, some stories from you because of there was something about being that age, and I was looking here. I don't have any anymore, but do you remember the on the cover of like Bone Thugs and Harmony, um, Dr. Dre? It sure. would have the, the parental explicit, explicit, yeah. explicit the parental advisory. Yes. But then they would make the clean album. Yeah. And it wouldn't have it on there. Yeah. So you would know if you're buying the clean album Didn't want that or not. One. Yeah. And they, you know, now I, if I want to listen to anything I'm playing at the basketball games, I got to put in Drake clean. Yes. And it, it, it shifts through it really fast, mm-hmm. wherein you had to buy the whole album that was Yes, what a rip. Then. What yes. a rip. And then it like, it probably wasn't what I needed to be listening to at the time, mm-hmm. but the clean just, 
they would do something weird over the words, yeah. and it just really messed up the song. Too yeah, you had beeps. Yeah, there beeps. was beeps for a little while. Mm-hmm. There was definitely like the slurred where they just like hit a button that you know changes the f word like that or something, you know. <laughs> yes. uh, and then I mean, there was also just kind of I remember somewhere it was just this weird almost fade away. Right at the word, it would kind of fade everything away, which ruined oh. the whole song. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it was a mess. Gosh, yeah. I can remember but you albums at that time. You couldn't go to Walmart and buy the explicit. They didn't they carry it sell there. It. Okay, you, we would have to go to, I guess, the Sam Goody at yeah. the mall. Uh, what what uh, CD store would, would same thing? Go to? Like so, Sam we had Goody Hastings there, Hastings. then we had Camelot, and we had yeah. Sam Goody, and there were some others in the mall, but we never had to deal with the um, the Walmart Didn't censoring everything seem, for us. Yes. <laughs> Didn't, yeah, Walmart. Walmart was the overstepping uh, your play here. Walmart. <laughs> yes. All of a sudden, Walmart was the police. Yeah. For, for us. <laughs> yeah. For what we're listening to, but didn't it feel like going to Camelot? Or to that going to a real CD store mm-hmm. that just hit different. Than going oh to Walmart. gosh, yes. And you would pay a five or six dollar premium. Yeah. For the CDs. Yep. Like all of a sudden, that's where that was really where the cool people bought their CDs. Yes. With yeah. Stores like that. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, much like Walmart has does with everything, especially back then, they just had the ability to like price it so low because of the volume side of it, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, it was no doubt. Like so if you if an MSRP on a on a Mariah Carey CD was 20.99, you went to Camelot it was 20.99 and Walmart it'd be like 13.41 or something <laughs> random <laughs> like right. that, you know, cuz they had calculated exactly what they need to price it at. Yeah. Uh but yeah, you're right. I uh I never really I know we definitely bought some, you know, we would I would always go to the music section at Walmart too. Um but we were lucky enough that there was a lot of places, even close. You know, there were there were yeah, actual music those. stores. Yeah. yeah, because out here we would have to go to Denton. I guess was the nearest mu- real music store. Yes. to go to forty five Th- minutes away. There was one in walking distance of my house, and like in in seventh eighth all the way through high school, where they would um, they would dub the tape for you. So you would walk in, and it was almost like you were walking into a. Uh, I'm trying to think of one of the food places where you just check what you want to eat or whatever. Right. But you would just basically go in and write down the tracks you wanted. Mm. It could be on something brand new. It was one dollar a song, ten oh, wow. songs, ten dollars for the cassette, and it was basically mixed to be whatever you wanted. So mm. he would basically, and I'm sure that was illegal. Whatever they were doing, <laughs> right. and it was a really small little music shop, pretty close to the house there. Mm. But uh, that was how he was, yeah. I'm sure, keeping it above water, too, because everyone went there because they knew you didn't have to waste. I mean, you have 27 tracks on this album or whatever. <laughs> well, I only want two of them at that age, probably, right. and mm-hmm. it's just like, give me those two. For two bucks. Give me these mm-hmm. two from you wow. know, Public Enemy. Give me these two from Mariah Carey and whatever. Uh, and I, I think I have, you know, we talked about Mariah Carey maybe being one of your first albums. I yeah. have... I thought I had the Mariah Car- my first Mariah Carey album too, in here. Yes, well I have the yeah the uh, insert, yeah Mariah Carey insert. The disc is gone. The disc is gone. Mm-hmm. So and just box. to clear the air, just in case anyone's, I, I did tell a couple people. My memory of your story in the CD, I think I'm blending two stories now okay. that you've told it. This is not the CD that had to get thrown into the fire then. No, that that's a completely different 
Like that's a whole different podcast problem. Okay, that's all the right. We'll save bi- it. We'll save that's it. That's probably oh, yeah. like growing up uh, in an evangelical <laughs> yeah. church in the late nineties. <laughs> we can save because it. Because what's funny <laughs> is when I first looked at through this, I don't even know how these. How did Janet not get thrown in the fire? I don't know. Like, it would have mm-hmm. been probably the first one, right? <laughs> but I was thinking, where's the rest of my CD collection? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember now. I remember. Oh, man. But, uh, they're ash. You know, yeah, they're, they're gone. Yeah. And, uh, but a lot of that was like, because I would then went to, uh, my high school was like uh, then Metallica, Seven Dust, like some really hot corn, like yeah. really hard stuff. How I, close I are you in age to Guillermo? One year younger. Okay. Or maybe he, two. He's got all his, uh, he hates Metallica. Yes. Uh, and it's because... He said at the in the gym at the high school, all they did was blare it, oh, like in the yes. weight room. Oh. And he, would, and I think he's got a story. We may have him on at some point too, where he sabotaged uh, the Metallica, the Metallica CD. CD or something like that, oh and, and maybe paid the price. I can't remember exactly yeah. what that how that went. I don't want to kind of switch gears from, but this really took me from cassettes, CDs. And then I was a freshman. I was a freshman in college mm-hmm. when Naps when that little window of the Wild West of downloading music yes. on Napster. Yep. And that was the first time that we didn't uh, dial up. Yeah. But we could go right to the Ethernet in Another, the college dorm. Yeah. And start downloading music. And that. Mm-hmm. Th- what's the movie with? Uh, what's the Facebook movie? Uh, social network. Yeah, yeah, social network. Have you seen that? Grace? Yes, I yes. love that movie. Yes. I love it. Because that little part was Justin Timberlake playing the Napster guy mm-hmm. and and <laughs> even how much how influential that guy was. I don't say influence, but the influence that guy's had on my life sure. with Napster, yeah. Facebook, uh mm-hmm. don't downloading music and just how it's all changed so much. Yeah. And I really wonder and I don't know how any of this works. But does Janet and that album, does, is this anything today? Like, what is she having to do today to get the reaction that she did during this time? Oh, man. With the CD, which it, because back then she could just go to Virgin, CD, yeah. bam, it's out. Now she can't mm-hmm. do that. No. You know, with, with now that we're to Spotify and how music's put out now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this kind of brought mm-hmm. me to thinking, okay, what, what does Janet in 2022, 2023 look like in trying to capture the market like she did during this time? Yeah. Any, I don't any, know. Any thoughts I on mean, that? Does that? <laughs> well, it's all about streaming mm-hmm. now, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I guess... I've always felt like, again, kind of going back to even how this was edgy, and it always just becomes everyone's got to one-up, right? You've got to one-up yeah. constantly. So the edginess could just continues to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so an artist now trying to break through, especially if you were trying to kind of break through in the way this album did, I don't know if you just go so dirty that it's shocking. You know what I mean? <laughs> or Well, that kind of took me to... Tell me the people y'all talked about. I, I say Doja mm-hmm. Cat because it's easy for me to remember. I don't know anything about her, but I just kind of... Who else did <laughs> you, you know say? name. Yeah. Um, Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi yeah, B. Megan. Megan. Mm-hmm. Is that just who Janet is at that point in trying to do that and trying to get the market, you know, and capturing that? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of maybe a better comparison. Um, but I mean that mm-hmm. kind of is an example, at least, of kind of how they, you know, an artist continue the, the evolution just continues to include 
getting edgier than the last person mm-hmm. and kind of pushing the envelope a little bit further every time, going another step past the line or whatever. The line just moves over and over. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you would do now. Well, I would imagine, though, you've got the ability to be instant. Yeah. Though when you when you find the right formula, it is instant. instant. You know, and there's a lot what, of examples what does their of that. Social media look like. You yeah. Know, what does their Insta look like? Yeah. Uh, stuff. You know, the TikTok, all that. Of what I always think bringing. of like the Post Malone kind of blowing up overnight, almost yeah. because someone found mm-hmm. him on SoundCloud or whatever mm-hmm. his story is, mm-hmm. and I can't remember. But it's almost like he literally just went poof like that. Mm-hmm. But it was just kind of right place, right time, putting himself out there a lot, which I would assume anyone. But again, she was already gigantic. Very hard to compare. Mm-hmm. And bottom line, she's still she's a Jackson, and yeah, that was royalty is. in the music world, basically, you know. Yes. And um, so she had a lot more. I mean, she wasn't sitting in her uh, Arlington home Closet. on SoundCloud right. like Post Malone was, or whatever, <laughs> right. you know. She had a. I'm sure she had a lot of stuff at her disposal because of that. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, it, amazing. Nonetheless, and, and like what Grace said, and we kind of talked about oh. How are we going to get a podcast out of this album when we first started? Yes. But it's been a lot of fun. It, it, has. it, is, it has brought, it took me back down a lot of memory lane, you know, as a kid and yeah. um, stuff that in the culture, pop culture world kind of, uh, I would say, was a part of my life. Oh, I'm, yeah. More so than what I maybe even realized, mm-hmm. you know, during that time. So we decided basically to make this a standalone episode. I I think I told you that, right? And we're splitting, obviously, the Julian Baker part. But a lot of that was because, like, and and that's a good example. Both these albums at first, I thought, man, these are going to be hard to podcast about. (laughs) But you're right. This one immediately, as I started digging in on Janet a little bit more, was like, wow, wow. And it was just all this stuff jumped out. Mm -hmm. Julian Baker is the other artist that we're doing. And... um, Amazing, awesome, but to me, going to be even harder because, well, the subject matter of all the songs is much deeper, like yeah. a mm-hmm. little far more serious and scary. She's not writing letters to a guy that she wants to be with, but mm-hmm. has that has a girlfriend. No. But what, no, uh, probably a lot more like just talking about the mental suffering and abuse of living with alcoholics or something oh, like wow. that. You know, it's yeah, just like, it's really, one. really deep. Mm-hmm. Wait, but again, amazing artist. I don't want to, you know, yeah. but I was kind of like, I don't think they can be in the same episode. And I knew we would have plenty on this yeah. one. Um, awesome. Just to spin it on its own. Now right. the Julian Baker one will probably be a 12 minute episode <laughs> of us just crying. Yeah, we we'll don't... just be crying the whole time. We love you, Julian. We love you. Uh, we don't need that though. For the longest time, I want to talk about this yeah. before we end it or anything. Sure. Because last time you were here, Alan, that episode that you did, I believe that was the episode that was our top one for basically forever almost. Up until like, seriously, like two months ago, it got overtaken. Okay. Right. And I can't remember what overtook it. Um, uh, it was the it was the you, like Hey Grace House College, how, oh, Hey Dylan right, House High right, School, which little, was kind of crazy. I yeah. know that is crazy. So I'm hoping you know this episode. Maybe you'll get back on top of the leaderboard, kind yeah. of as far as guests go. This how is long be do so they great. have to listen before they turn it off when they start looking at the Janet? <laughs> listen, the, he's already trying to figure out how to game it right now. <laughs> if, <laughs> if they Google the Janet album and then go, oh. Paws off. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it is. Uh, so right now, yeah, it is 
uh, Hey Grace House College is number one by 11 listens. That's all versus yours, Alan. And then it's like kind of a big drop. That's just one class period of making everyone listen to your Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Y'all listen to this. (laughs) I was thinking too, uh, since the last time I was on, because that was pre-COVID. Yes. 19, Mm -hmm. 2018? Yeah, I've got it right here. Summer of 19, when was it? It was, it was, oh gosh, I'm having to scroll too far back to get to it. How much has happened in our, in our own lives since Mm -hmm. then? Yeah. May of 20. May of 20. Okay. So yeah. So that was COVID, right? Yeah. Because this whole thing spawned out of COVID. Basically we were sitting at home and was in, in, and we were kind of, it was the beginning of COVID. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So this was right after that spring break. Months after like, yeah, things really went crazy. That's right. Um, but just how much has changed since then? Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. maybe y'all happy back in about two years or something. No, probably what, more frequent. What, what, uh, whatever mm-hmm. we talk about then, just what is, yes. what's going to happen in our own lives between now and then, which mm-hmm. I find um, kind of fun, yeah. you know, to see what, what, what goes on. Exactly. So, anyway. And I do like the, I like the idea of kind of splitting the albums. You know what I mean? In, in most cases, right. there's some where it works really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, But I was even going back today and looking at, because I was talking to who's going to be our next guest today, Mm -hmm. um, or not, they're not coming on today, but the next (laughs) person I'm going to let come pick the album Mm -hmm. and I'm going to actually let them pick. I'll let you pick the next one, Alan, too. Whenever you come back, (laughs) I won't force a pick on you, (laughs) even though now I'd be tempted to go Metallica (laughs) just so we could get into that, (laughs) but... Let me look at what I got in here. Yeah, Let's it see. has to be a CD yeah, or man. a cassette single. Maybe we just pick a cassette single. But anyways, he was yeah. asking me, this person was like, so what uh, stuff have you done? Because he was like, I, I, I think I would like to do a rap album. I was like, that's fine. It really is wide open. He said, but I don't really want to, some of the ones I'm thinking of, I don't think are appropriate for your daughter. I'm like, dude, she's 19. So <laughs> she can buy cigarettes, she can vote, she can yeah. whatever, you know. I mean, she's 19. Uh, Alan Green was buying yeah. Janet CDs at 11. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Yeah. And I was like, you can have anything, you know, just pick it. But he was asking, like, which ones we done. And so I pulled this up and was kind of just mm-hmm. scrolling through. And he was like, man, most of those don't seem like they go together. I was like, yeah, that's kind of the point, though. But yeah. at the same time. There have been a few times where I think we might have coordinated, but I think part of it is we're trying to surprise each other. Yes. Like at the end of whatever music episode when we're announcing the next one. Yeah, there is that element of surprise. This The, the one... Uh, the Beastie Boys Juice World. At least we were in the right. same genre okay. yes, at that one. We, we, were, we had thought about that. You told me what that one was going to be before. And yeah, and maybe that's kind of the slant we should go, but I don't know. It's yeah, We'll see. Might be better. Who knows? Well, any any final thoughts on Janet Allen before we wrap? No. No. I. Uh, it was fun. I don't know what I'm going to do with my... CDs and cassettes. I guess I'll go put them back on the shelf. Take it to the Smithsonian, probably. I bet they've got a spot for it. It's fun. I think I'll. I'll, I'll, I'm going to plug my CD in when we get off. Well, and I want to see. I mean, I assume does the tape player work too? Does the tape player work? Yes. I mean, if I were you, then I would just wear it out. I think (laughs) you just go home. But after after having the Spotify technology, it's not. Take a hammer to all the phones in that, and tell the kids from now on we only listen to cassettes. 
If you can find a cassette, you can listen to it. Cassette singles. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Look at this. Salt and Pepper. What a man. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Nothing great. but gold in that Brian entire Adams. thing. Brian Adams. Which one is it? What's the song? Oh, yeah. That's the Three Musketeers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Grace, anything else for you? Um, no, I don't think so. No, think we yeah. will save announcing the next albums until a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had one more thing. Okay. I, this is what, and I, uh, this was kind of what you were alluding to something, but here was my thought, Alan, as a guest. Okay. And I, what was the, what was the game show when we were probably not even born that was behind door number one, behind door yeah. number two, behind door number three? Yeah, I don't know. My dad could tell you. Whatever. But you know what I'm talking about. So yeah. this was my plan. And I thought we should just start doing something like this for all guests, right? <laughs> uh, one, I was going to, I had a trivia thing kind of too, but it never got finalized. But this is your options, right? And uh-huh. you can choose to pass, but once you pass, it's gone. You're going to have to do one of these three things. Okay. okay? Behind door number one is getting in the pool tonight. Okay. Okay. Do you want to pass or go (laughs) or take it? Oh, man. I'll pass. Okay. Let's see what we got next. Number two. Now, you have these already pre thought, right? Yes. Number two is to, with no other sound Mm -hmm. and with your most serious voice, Read the lyrics of "If" to end the podcast, <laughs> to where your voice in your voice you don't get to be Janet, you don't so, get to be I was thinking about mush mouth or something like that. The ticket, yeah, they did a they lost they did a deal where whoever lost the bet had to read Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, and like out loud, out loud into a microphone. Oh gosh! And so when he would get to well, kind of the same things that Janet says in yeah. hers, but when he would get to those moments in the book, he would go like. Fake Michael Irvin, <laughs> yes. or read it like a none of fake that. voice. None of that, man. Uh, give me the pool. Give me the pool. Uh, no, no, there's a third door. There's <laughs> a third, give door. Me the third door. Okay, third behind door. door number three is you and Christy Green, mm-hmm. with you being the predominant forward person in this. Okay have to recreate that Janet Jackson picture. So you were topless with your hands on your head, Christy behind you with her hands cupping your cupping your breasts. Uh, is this for our own little enjoyment, or is this for the gen divide? Well, now I kind of think it would be the perfect Instagram picture for advertising this episode. I could just see, you know, still... Be- Working in a high school with high school students, Mr. Yeah. Holman coming and knocking on my yes. door as I'm teaching. On two about and two, two and three are probably not going to go <laughs> right. right. I'm just holding up the picture of me and Christy. Yes. What is uh, this? Coach Green. Uh, what is this? <laughs> well, you don't have to take any of them. It was just an idea of that's something fun. we could start doing. Listen, that's we fun. could start doing. Yeah, that's fun. And I, I and know. and the kicker there is you put the you know I guess you put the most harmless well I guess it'd be harmless out of those three up first you know let, let them pass the, the pool, pool. Yeah, pass the pool. the pool and I don't know on that game could you go back or was it a once you pass door one you're done <sighs> I don't know who knows yeah we'll figure it out yeah but you don't have to do any of those Alan since you were the person that we came up to the, well, this concept on whoever's for, next for future Dylan. guests I like it yeah, <laughs> yeah put it Dylan's in next Dylan. and it all has to be Julian Baker related stuff so it's gonna be like oh gosh <laughs> yes, no it's perfect <laughs> yeah it could it be work. good could be good alright so we do have our next movie uh, coming Come up. up it has not been announced though right I think we said it in the, la- in the last we? movie episode what was it um Bones and all. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, Bones and All. That's right. I forgot <laughs> we still have that one. I was already <laughs> thinking it was my call. Oh, and I was no. like, did I really already say what it is? Yeah. Which I won't. I'll wait till we're done with, with Bones and All for that. But that will be... And then we're going to have a episode this weekend, maybe Monday at the latest, talking about football, Grace. Nothing yes. but Super Bowl. Right. Super Bowl talk, Alan. I've spent the whole season studying every team, and I've done pretty good at predicting the outcomes on these, yes. so you might want to tune in. And Do you want to give your prediction <laughs> yeah. now, or are we yeah. going to try and record before the, no, no. Before <laughs> the Super Bowl? She still has some study. Yeah, yeah. she still has a little, Just bit a little bit Exactly. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll have uh, that coming up. We've also got the Julian Baker. So we've got several, at least the next four, kind of already lined up, and then we'll kind of start the cycle over again. But, Alan, thanks so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. Blast from the past with all your cool gadgets and cassettes and CDs. Uh, So much fun. Um, But uh, everybody listening, thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram. We are at Divide Podcast. Podcast, or you can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. But until next time, I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. Yep. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>